fuck you. Um, I masturbated in your potted plant. And, um, I just love the, the, I love the podcast. I gotta say, I love the podcast. <laughs> this is the show. Fuck all the rest. Anal toys and midget sex. Shoot some snack, break out the bong. Ian Harrison will keep it sick and wrong. Keep it sick and wrong. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, you uh, you, you still look jet lagged. How, how are you coping with coming back to LA? I've had I've had reentry difficulties. This reentry, week. just yeah. Are, are you saying it's difficult to get back to the routine of get daily back existence? Back to your life. When yeah. you're on vacation, you're not living your life. You're in a fucking fantasy world of. You know responsibilities. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. I, yeah, I'm, well, I mean, but you're transplant. Even if you do have responsibilities, you're transplanted in a different thing. So it's like you're not living your life. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not back to your regular. You're, you're not even in your own. You're not in your yeah. own living room. You yeah. don't have to drive your car. Yeah. You know, it's, like yeah, because like Hung Young Terrace is like, oh my god, you look happy, and it's like, of course I look happy. I don't. I'm not in my. I'm not me. You know what I mean? Living my life. Yeah. My regular life. I'm distracted from my own miserable mundane, thoughts miserable by like, existence. Yeah, trying to navigate through all these fucking weirdos and figure out who the fuck tape faces and all this bullshit. You know? <laughs> is it so, that difficult though for you just to get back into living your life? Yeah. How, apparently. So when did you get back? You got back last Sunday. Yeah, I got yes. Um, Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because uh, my girlfriend, who's unemployed right now, same same thing with her. Mm. Like she's she's mm. like had jet lag for like four days, mm. sleeping like fourteen hour days. Mm. It's been hard for her to get back into into to her regular routine. Mm. I had to go back to work the next fucking day. I'm like back at work doing my job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it sucked, but it's like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I. That, see, that's a distraction. That that can distract you from the misery of stuff. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. It's like I had to do it, and yeah. it's just I'm distracted by it, so it's like I have this responsibility, and yeah. I can't do anything about it. I mean, it sucks having mm. to go back. I'd prefer to be on vacation, but... See, I've been just like, I'm doing great one day, and then the next day I'm like the most miserable person, I can't get out of bed at all, and I'm drinking cancer milkshakes on in my bed. <laughs> And then, the, and then the day after that, I'm great, and I'm running around, and I'm talking to people, and I'm, I'm smooth as fuck, and I'm, you know. And the next day, something sets you off, just yeah. triggers you, and then you're just yep. depressed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I got to say, it was uh, a resounding success, that live show. Great yeah. time at Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, great time hanging out with all the Edinburgh fans. And then uh, London, met up with some people there. Although, uh, the, the question on everyone's mind, where were you, Harrison? I was fucking ill, man. I was ill as fuck. What, did you have cholera or something? <laughs> did you get consumption? I just got a really bad cold. Everybody everybody was yeah. like, so where's Harrison? I'm like, well, you went and met some chick in Glasgow. And yeah. I don't know. They're like, oh, so he's still in Glasgow. No. Just a bur- <laughs> I wasn't. I was in London. I was just fucking asleep. All you motherfuckers <laughs> were doing that shit. Like, I woke up, fr- I woke up that Friday... At like 6 a.m., all of a sudden, just like wildly ill. And I'm like, I don't even think I can get back to London. I did. But I was like, there's no way I'm going to this thing. You had to make it to the airport and get die. back. And I barely like- made it to the fucking airport. I barely made it to um, 
the flat, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we ended up meeting up with everybody in uh, Camden. Unfortunately, I was a little bit late, so if I missed anybody, I apologize. But yeah, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Dwayne made me do uh, some limey crack, which mm-hmm. I think was on videotape. Bunch of people hanging yeah, out. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get to see him. No, is it? No, he's a, he's a cool guy. I love the, I love yeah. hanging out with our fans. Yeah, yeah. London, Scotland, everybody's a. It's a pretty good time. We mm. got really, really drunk. Mm. You know, um, Fanny Harlow was there. Mm-hmm. This guy Jamie came out, pretty mm-hmm. cool guy. Um, but yeah, everybody was just like, "Where's Harrison?" So maybe at the, I, I actually did uh, record some drunken video of us just kind of walking around Camden, and me asking people like, "What do you think of Harrison not showing up?" Mm. And uh, some people pretty funny like to responses. Tell stories about me. <laughs> There are some people that, that um, I think they like I was like fucking dope sick or something and I couldn't come to the thing. And also that... Um, uh, Your reputation proceeds. My you know. gold teeth are actually because I lost my teeth because of meth. Oh, that, that's, that's why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> they, you know, there were a lot of questions mm. people had about you and I, I got to say, I, I, mm. I wouldn't say my answers were 100% truthful. Right. Um, however, you know, I'm, I'm prone to hyperbole. Yeah. So, eh, just to entertain. I, I'm amazed people still believe anything you say. <laughs> like, it boggles so my mind. I went after the next day, we got really drunk too. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I actually got up with, uh, with my girlfriend who had purchased tickets to go see A Winter's Tale at the Globe Theater. Shakespeare's Globe. Oh, that's cool. It, it was cool. Yeah. It was a cool experience. I was mm. very hungover. Mm. Um, trying to concentrate on, uh, on on understanding what these guys were saying. Yeah. And then uh, then we flew to Paris, and I was in Paris for a few nights, went to Eindhoven, got tattooed, went to Amsterdam, came back. But during this whole trip, this whole uh, vacation, I had some observations on Europe. I wanted to bring up real quick. Maybe you can answer these uh, these for me. No, first well, observation. Like comical observations here? I don't even know if they're comical. Oh, just God. questions. No. Uh, first, first, though, I got to yeah. say, you know what? Uh, when I was in Edinburgh the first time, uh-huh. I was on like Tinder because I was single and I was yeah. just like, oh my God, these Scottish chicks, are just, it's just abysmal compared to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh during the Fringe Festival, mm. holy shit, there were so many hot girls. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable how many hot girls are there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to some Scottish guys and we were hanging out and they're like, oh, they're all foreign. That's why. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're not from Scotland. They're all sure. foreign. And so I was thinking like, why would you guys support Brexit? You need these hot girls from Poland. Yeah, you need these hot girls from Eastern Europe. Like, why are you trying to put, stop them from coming into your country? Well, because co- competition, you know? Oh, you think it's the, oh, you think it's like a lot of the female Scottish people are like, we don't need yeah. these hot women coming from Lithuania. Yeah. Or from, uh, from uh, Prague or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, if I, was, if I was the men in charge of this, I'd be like, all right, I'm putting my foot down. We're going to allow women from Eastern Europe, no men. Yeah. Who's going to yeah. impregnate these these lassies and give them bairns, you know? <laughs> Who's going to do that now? But yeah, I was... Nobody, because bl- they're was, all fucking Polish people. I was you know? blown away, though, walking around Edinburgh, just like, oh my God, there are so many beautiful women here. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Fringe Festival is a time to be there. Um, can't say the same for Glasgow, although I didn't go there. So, <laughs> um, the other thing I noticed, which, which I was kind of disappointed with trying to jack off in the bathroom i go on mm. pornhub blocked what's up with that it said virgin media you were blocked. trying to jerk off in that bathroom yeah, whatever i was That's taking a, a shit errand. <laughs> i was taking was a shit a, okay. i was you know, like Oof. whatever i mean might as well yeah. have quick and and i couldn't yeah. do it i was yeah. like i went to pornhub and i'm like yeah it's blocked 
Apparently, Spank Bang, though, is not blocked. Spank Bang? Yeah, this is what I hear. Well, what I want to know is like... What's That's where the... I get all my Kunwachi porn. You know, I looked into it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, you have to do this age ID thing mm-hmm. where you have to verify that you're over 18 yeah. with the ISP. Right. And then they track your porn viewing habits. Mm-hmm. They like make a record for you and they track your porn viewing habits. I'm surprised you're not banned from the United Kingdom. Well, I've got news for you, D. Um, the NSA tracks every single thing we do ever, all the time. I don't think they, I don't think they, they don't block our porn usage here. They don't block it, but I'm sure they track it. They might, know? but I mean, yeah. it's, I was just, a, I, I don't mm. know, I want to know why they do this and how. Mm. Like, how are they able to like track everybody's porn viewing? Mm. And did, did you actually end up like doing the HID so you could look at porn? No. So the, the whole week, you're just like, eh, whatever. Or do you have porn pics saved on your phone or something? Yeah, I, I, I rip, I rip uh, videos off these sites, <laughs> and I have them on my hard drive. <laughs> what do you think? You know, I'm an amateur here. Um, my other I'm observation. Rely on the internet? No. Uh, you're I can't right. even get on a website in your apartment. You're, you know? you're right about on. that one apartment, that bathroom, yeah. and that place was grim. Ugh. Oh, my God. Me and yeah. Harrison. I mean, well, you know, it's the, the, the fault lies squarely on me because I'm the one that booked that place. I don't think there's many good options, you know, during the fringe. I think we were kind of lucky to get what we to got. To get something to within honest. walking distance. Because, yeah. uh, you know, Tara was yeah. staying like 20 miles outside mm-hmm. uh, Edinburgh. A yeah. lot of people were. Yeah. Like everybody was staying like a bus mm-hmm. right away. And mm-hmm. we actually found a place that we just had to walk through some Can park. Can you imagine if we had to take a bus oh jesus Ooh. christ there's no yeah. way we're gonna be able to do it but this place mm-hmm. is fucking weird it was like kind mm-hmm. of a gross two-bedroom flat mm-hmm. and it wasn't cheap either i mean it was expensive but it was like a, a gross two-bedroom flat bathroom was like in uh, with a toilet and sink one side and then the shower in a closet that just had two settings like scalding mm-hmm. or freezing yeah uh, you know i should have recorded you in the shower just screaming right. uh, you're you like screaming and swearing in tongues well because it's like you, you literally get scalded <laughs> Scalded, you either it's either gonna be freezing cold or you literally burn your fucking balls off. I yeah, I blasted that guy uh, on uh, Airbnb where they're like, yeah. you, you want to leave a comment for him, yeah. some feedback? I was like, yeah, get a new fucking shower, dude. He's a fuck. Um, the other thing, one thing I gotta say about uh, the UK, hell of a postal service. Mm. You know, I, we um, brought a bunch of t-shirts that we had to send to people from uh, Patreon. We made like uh, the, the, the red Quado tee, which we actually have some extras that I'm probably going to sell mm. on the site. Um, but we brought a bunch of t-shirts, books, stuff we had to send out to all our English fans. And um, I packaged it all up, went to the post office in uh, Scotland. And I got to say, it was an incredible experience. Okay. Compared to the U.S., like that, that's the thing. I don't think people mm. understand what it's like to go to like governmental uh, services here in the U.S., like going to the DMV or going to the post office. It's a terrible experience. Yeah. Every, it's miserable. Everybody hates their life. I mean, that's why people go postal here because they hate their life. Yes. But it's like going, trying to, to ship a bunch of packages, they are like utter pricks. Like as soon as you come up there, I remember one time I was in uh, I was in uh, San Francisco and I was trying to ship a bunch of shirts, you know, and a lot of our shirts go abroad. I brought them up here and the woman looks at me. She's like, "You know, you can print those labels. You can print the postage at home." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "You can do that at home." And I was like, "Yeah, but I can also do it here because it's your job to do this." <laughs> and she was like. I know it's my job, but you're going to slow us all down. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe you could do your job. 
And mm. if you stop talking, do your job, then uh, yeah, then then we wouldn't have Plus to stand. It's like, what here. do I got to get stickers? How am yeah, I going to do? I don't print know how to... this out? Yeah, to yeah, print, yeah. You know, I was just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, as if I'm going to do that like anyway. Some kind of technological genius. I go to the Scottish post office. I'm yeah. shipping like I don't know, fifty packages. Yeah. They were so friendly. At first, they're like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, you're American. You're from, and I can't do a Scottish accent, but like, mm. you're from LA. Wow, that's great. Beautiful day here mm. in Edinburgh. Let me see what you have here. And the one guy's like, I'll help you fill out the customs labels. And I was like, this is an amazing experience. And not to mention, it costs like 90 pounds for all of that. In the US, it'd be like $600. That's way better. It's the beauty of the turn in Texas postal system. God, no, I mean, it dates, dates back to the Holy Roman Empire empire they do it well over there yeah moving on tower mm. of london mm. so i was in london my girlfriend london came and dungeon. met me in london <clears throat> my girlfriend met me in london yeah. and uh we were at the tower of london mm. the fourth time i've been to the fucking tower of london you, you said that to me before and i was like what the fuck i know i you know i didn't want to go but yeah. she was like she really wanted to see it and i'm like god damn it so, fourth time yeah and so uh anyway you know what i never i never really thought about this but so the queen mm. has her crown jewels there mm -hmm. like the crown jewels at the tower of london and when you yeah. go check it out you, you see replicas because the real ones are downstairs but when there's an event like a royal wedding or a coronation or something they wear those mm. crown jewels yeah. she, so the queen owns those crown jewels right? right so what if the queen was like but she doesn't really own them well that's my when she dies she can't be buried with them Right. Yeah, okay, but could the queen do this? If she yeah. called, if she was like asked her page or whatever, it's like, hey, I want to go take a shit and I want to wear my crown. Yeah, go get it. Mm. Would they go give it to her to take a shit? It's a great question. Or does she? Can she only wear it for like a wedding? Mm. But I mean, if it's if it's her crown, she if sell it, was, it on eBay. I don't know. She could do that. I'm, for I booze mean, money. What I would like to know from our English fans: Can the queen order her? her i don't know her uh plebes or whatever to go mm. out and go get the crown yeah like her pages go get the crown so she can wear it when she takes a shit yeah i don't know i'd like to know that do you remember that game defender of the crown it was a nintendo game and you'd like mm. joust and then you'd like take over kingdoms and stuff is oh. there like a strategy game yeah it was like a strategy i game. hated those games mm. did you get a could you wear a crown when you're taking a shit no yeah no yeah. Um, one thing I didn't understand about in the UK and in France, mm -hmm. maybe it's a European thing, they don't close caption their shows. Like if you're a deaf person, they actually have a person, like a human, in the yeah. bottom corner of the screen signing. Why? I, I'm sure that's not on every fucking show, dude. I noticed it. Uh, we were flipping through the TV. It's like, uh -huh. and you click on like, I want to watch it. Close caption. It's like you click on it, and then there's the guy signing it, signing for, in the bottom for corner. Coronation Street or for like the news. Uh, well, I, I guess I was watching BBC. Okay. But, I mean, why mm. don't you think it makes more sense mm. just to have the text? Also, isn't that system American? Ameri or I guess there's different... There's American Sign Language. It's a oh, whole different it, thing. What? The American Sign Language ASL. is different than, like, UK Sign yeah, Language? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. I mean, unless they use American Sign Language. We, and that's what, that's what our, you know, our most intelligent gorillas use as well. American, American Sign, Sign language. language, yeah. You know what it reminded no. me of? Did you ever see those uh, concert footage of people like at a Lamb of God show and then they have a person signing? No. Yeah, like it's Slayer. They'll have a person a saying they're signing. Is that real? No, nah, it's real. Sounds it's like, like a that joke. They, it's, no, it's a real thing. Mm. Um, outdoor urinals. Okay. In Paris and Holland, I noticed this in Amsterdam, mm. they had these fucking urinals that kind of look like phone booths. You just walk up to it put your dick in and you could pee and you could talk to all your friends like in public 
They weren't bathrooms. They're just an outdoor urinal. Oh. Have you ever seen that? No. It's bizarre. Maybe it's because everybody pisses all over everything there. Yeah, I guess it's so good drunk. when you're like drunk or whatever, you know. But I, I mean, why wouldn't we have that here? Because like we'd be blowing each other in the. <laughs> no, that's, it's, it's like that's even... why we can't have bathhouses. You know, Europe. You go. You go to a bathhouse. It's a very fucking regal, germane experience. You know, here. Everybody's fucking blowing each other. Yeah, here only gays fucking it. herpes all over the place, you know? <laughs> the crabs everywhere. It's a nightmare. <laughs> final thing I noticed. You can't have nice things. The final thing I noticed is, yeah. one, actually, I went to the one Taco Bell in all of Holland. Mm. Yeah, the Netherlands has one Taco Bell. Okay. It's in Eindhoven. I went mm. there and, uh, you know, it's kind of a weird experience. They actually put the hot sauce in the burrito for you when they make it. Okay. Doesn't taste the same. It's a little weird. Well, I mean, the thing about those places is that, uh, well, you didn't notice this because you don't eat meat, but even if you go to some fucking shitty fast food place, it's going to be better than what you get here. Just so you mean the meat's better? The meat's better. Yeah, my girlfriend said- it's not like loaded with fucking, it's not like hormone injected mutants. Yeah, my girlfriend got a steak and she yeah. was just like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. She could just taste so yeah. much better. And it wasn't even like, you know, a, here it's like, you how much you pay? Like 50 bucks for a steak? Right. Although I guess it's true for, for vegetables too. Like they don't have weird chemicals in them. Like in Japan, you eat rice. It's like the best fucking rice you've ever eaten. Yeah, I heard Kobe beef too. Yeah. You know, the one thing I noticed about Amsterdam, you ever been to Amsterdam? No. Um, last time I was there was like in 1999, 2000. Okay. And we were walking around the red light district and it's fucking sketchy as hell. Like you walk around, it's actually, you know, I take it back. I was there a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. three years ago, and it was still kind of sketchy. All right. Um, and a lot of hookers. Now, it's like all those red light booths are all vacant. Mm. You know, we saw maybe four or five hookers. Mm. It, it just seems like it's Disneyland. It's like touristy. Just tourists gawking at any of these prostitutes. So I, I spoke to a Dutch person. And they were saying that uh, most of the hookers now just work online hmm. or go to brothels yeah, because they don't make any money in the red light district. Hmm. So red light district's not even that sketchy. It's like one street as opposed to like a whole neighborhood. I mean, that's just progress, you know? I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. You don't, you don't like change, do you? Uh, you know what? I, mm. I, I kind of like my hookers okay. in the open, in the mm. booths. I kind of like, you know, it, it was, the red light district was kind of fun to walk through. Now I was just like, yeah, it's kind of bored. Although they still have the banana bar there, which What's is that? like, uh, it's like this sex club where the women mm. just shove bananas in their vaginas. Oh. You eat it out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they still had that. They still have the live sex shows, but. One thing I found is that one f very freeing thing about like having nothing and basically having very little to lose in life as normally you get older, you, you, you dislike change. You're, you're, you're an antagonist of change. I'm not. You just don't care. I'm like, oh, you know, so, uh, 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 we have got a you know, fascist president who's got hordes of maniacs and Nazis that you know, follow him blindly. It's like, cool, maybe I could be a Nazi hunter. You know, yeah, or like, oh, Minotaur is a gender now and they're demanding, you know, government funded labyrinths. But and you, I'm like, that's great. That's construction jobs. Everybody wins. But you, you know? don't wax nostalgic on how things used to be like the Lower East Side used to be so cool. That's why I left New York. Yeah. But now you go there and you're just like, it sucks. I don't go, uh, that's kind of like what, what happened to the Red Light District. The mm -hmm. Red Light District used to be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, eh, it's like Disneyland. I mean, that's the only thing I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying I'm resistant to change. I'm just yeah. like, it used to be a lot cooler. Right. Maybe I'm just an old man. I think I remember yeah, how I think things were. Just, you, know, you know, that's just what happens, you know? You know, rap used to have a beat. People used yeah. to rhyme. Yeah. Now? 
I mean, apparently this it's is just like 90% of Eminem's new album <laughs> complaining about like, I don't like these kids today. How yeah. it used to be. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're back. This is uh, back, back to uh, Sick and Wrong. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be doing live shows, pre-taping shows. It's, it's back to once a week recording. Back to our bread and butter. Um, and uh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, we, we have an interview coming up next. That, uh, that Harrison just Harrison was so stoked about this interview he's been asking me about it all week yeah so <laughs> you know I, I read about it and I was like I gotta get this guy in the show we got an interview coming up with Paul Flart who uh, if, if you might if you might recall if you read the news uh, he's a Florida security guard who was fired from a hospital after documenting his farts via Instagram for six months I think this guy could be the lepetamine for our generation. The who? Lepetamine. Who the fuck is that? You've never heard of lepetamine? No. He was that French flatulist who used to perform at like Moulin Rouge. And he, was, he wasn't actually farting. He would just bring air into his sphincter okay. and be able to make like musical notes with his ass. Okay. People, would come, I mean, people would come in droves to see this guy perform. He was a flatulist. Look him up. You know, oh, I'm surprised I never saw that when, when I lived in 1920s Paris. <laughs> well, you haven't, you haven't why, read why about Lepetamine? You know what? Uh, no. Bob, Bobcat Goldthwait has a tattoo of Lepetamine on his forearm. I know this. Done by Kat Von D. The, the fact that I know this makes me want to jump out the window even more than I did when we <laughs> fucking interviewed this guy. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to find Jesus out with this guy. Christ. First of all, how he's dealing with his newfound viral fame, but I also want to find out like how it went down, how he got fired, because you know, that's got to be hilarious. And apparently, uh, you know, apparently, I mean, he's doing well. He's, I think he's gonna he's gonna segue this into a career. You know, I have a tattoo of the restraining order Kat Von D filed against me. So there. <laughs> anyway, so coming up next, we're gonna chat with uh, Paul Flart about his farts. Hello. Hey, Paul, it's uh, Dean Harrison here calling you from Sick and Wrong. How's it going? Hey, man, how you doing, brother? Uh, doing all right, man. Um, Got to say, uh, sorry to hear that you lost your job, but it seems like you're doing all right. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it sucks. It always sucks to lose a job, but uh, I'm doing all right right now. i got a couple things in the works. Hopefully they, uh, yeah, hopefully you know, they all pan out. Pans out. Um, how, so tell me what happened. How'd the firing go down? You started your page... And then, then what happened? Like, how, did someone rat you out? I, I assume somebody, you know, once all this went viral and went crazy, I assume that uh, somebody high up in the company must have seen it and, you know, wasn't really too happy about it. So what they do? Like, did, they, did you get to work and then you got an email saying, hey, uh, Paul, come see me in, the, uh, in HR? Yeah, so the Sunday when all this happened, uh, the 19th, I believe it was, um, the next morning I had a call. From my from my like direct supervisor who said that his boss wanted to have a sit down meeting with me like in an hour, and I was like, I'm far too busy, got too many things going on right now to get that done. Um, but you know, if he wants to set up time for another day, you know, mm-hmm. we can make that happen. And uh, he said we'll figure it out. And then we stopped talking. And then I got an email uh, from my boss and there's a mandatory meeting for everybody, the entire uh, force that we had at the job um, on Thursday. So then I called him later and I was like, hey, so is this meeting just for me or everybody? You know, what's the deal with me and, you know, all this stuff that's going on? And he seemed to think that, you know, 
my job was over. He wasn't sure, but, you know, just after I told him whatever. So when I came in for that meeting on Thursday, I came in with the idea that I was going to be pulled aside and I was going to be, you know, let go before the meeting even started. So you already had an idea that you were probably going to get fired. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what company is going to like, you know, one of their workers being blasted across the internet, especially, you know, <laughs> doing what I was doing. Creating a fart it. page? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So did they say it? Did he actually say, like, well, we're firing you because of your flatulence? Uh, it was more so because of uh, cell phone use. You can hear him say it in the video that I uploaded to YouTube, uh, like, of, like, I live streamed me getting fired. Oh, you live streamed it? Yeah, you know, yeah, you haven't seen that. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. So were you just holding your phone the whole time while you were talking to the guy? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, <laughs> the, the camera was pointed on me, but you could hear, you know, you could hear the conversation how it went. And yeah, it was more so uh, because of the phone use. Documented, you know, you used your phone seventy five times to record your farts, and you know that's why we're getting rid of you type stuff. So, where, okay, where were you work? Were you working at like a military place or something, or like some highly secure <laughs> facility? Like, who gives a shit if you're they, on your phone? Yeah, they acted like it. They like to act like it was a you know it was a ten dollar an hour security gig at a hospital, and they acted <laughs> like you know we were secret forces or something. Yeah, I was about to say like Area Fifty One <laughs> or something, you know. So, uh, so you just live streamed it. That's kind of funny. So, like, not yeah, only did yeah. you get fired for using your phone, you actually like you know, uh, recorded it while you were getting fired. Um, it's great. Yeah. So, uh, are you going to like seek revenge or anything or are you just like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm just out, you know, like, you know, it happened. It's over with, I don't think there's any real point. I don't think it'd be worth it to even try to fight for that job back. <laughs> so we're just going to kind of leave it, leave it as it is and pursue whatever else we can pursue. So, so tell me what happened. How long you were doing it for six months? What inspired you to make a, a fart page for your Instagram here, an Instagram fart page? <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, one day I just I farted in the lobby of the hospital. You know, nobody was around. It was later in the evening, and I just let it rip. And the acoustics were so pure and so nice that I was like, oh, I gotta take a video of this next time. So the next time I did it, I took a video, sent it to my group chat, which is a bunch of buddies from you know back home and stuff yeah. and uh, they, all, they all loved it thought it was fantastic and after a couple times they were like yo you need to share this with the world more people need to see this <laughs> and uh, yeah, we brainstormed came up with the name uh, Paul Flart and then I just I like you know, that. from that day on just went with it and so did it at first I mean was it a slow thing or did it just explosive growth on uh, Instagram because I mean you have like what 80,000 now yeah, I just did, we're we're pretty close to ninety thousand right now. Wow, that's I should crazy. hit ninety thousand by the end of the day. Yeah, but well, I'm I mean, glad so, we got um, to you before the New Yorker does a think piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you been contacted now that you've kind of gone viral? Have you been contacted by like you know Vice Magazine or anyone like that? I've done. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of. I did a piece for Vice. I did a New York Post piece. Uh, what else have I done? I've done a bunch of radio, talk shows, podcasts. I was on your mom's house. They, those guys are great. Tom Segura and his wife. That yeah, that's fantastic. cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I was just in, I was actually just in L.A. I just got back last night filming a, filming a show, an episode for a show. So when you're on like uh, an episode for a show or anything like that, do they ask you to like fart on command or give you like a little example of what you yeah, can do? Everybody, <laughs> everybody wants me to fart on command. I really <laughs> wish I could fart on command. That would make all this 
you know, that next level of greatness better. But, uh, unfortunately I can't fall on demand. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, you probably been DM by some real, uh, like some real weird, strange people. Like, have you had been contacted by any fart fetishists or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, people, people have hit me up, you know, uh, dudes and women alike and dudes are like, Oh, show your asshole while you're farting or something like that, which is, you know, completely weird and crazy. And people send me their farts. People send me their shits. Wait, but you never got thing. back to me. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> people send you pictures of their shit. <laughs> For some reason, I guess they feel like I want to see that, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't so, know why they got that idea. So wait, if, so now that you're viral, are you contacted by any like uh, women who are kind of into it? Yeah, so several several women have contacted me and said, I don't know why, but I find this sexy as hell. <laughs> and it's just like, what? Like, it's just a whole other level of like, what? This is so crazy. But, you know, um, I got to be careful with all that. People are very trolly on the internet and who knows what's real and what's not. So I kind of let all that, you know, just lay by the wayside. Exactly. You got. You got to be. Uh, you got to be. You got to be uh, uh, mindful of that. So what? Yeah. When uh, when you're doing the fart, you rip a fart. Um, you get different tones. Do you have like a most memorable fart? Do you name your farts or anything like that? <laughs> I mean, one of my favorites. Um, it's one like back from the beginning. It was called. I think I called it Toot Toot on Instagram, and it was just like a nice little, you know, double hitter fart. And then you know, I made like a great facial snotty of thinking about it facial expression after the fact and I've always been kind of partial to that one I don't know why do you think that's why it caught on because of the facial expressions or is it, is it the sound itself like what, what made your page go viral or what do you think I think I think it's a culmination of the, the whole thing like how it all just fits together it's the it's the same format from video to video and while like you know the fart is like the underlying the funny part of it um, but the face, like the face, facial expressions, the mustache, everything kind of just like, you know, goes hand in hand. My hair, because I didn't get it cut for like most of the time I was doing it. And then, you know, people just, they loved like just the little details in all the videos, even though the format's the same. Each video has its own personality. It's its own video. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's the uniform too. Definitely uh, yeah. plays into it. <laughs> yeah. The security. So, so it's algorithm based is what you're saying. Yeah. More or less. More or less. Um, so anyway, what you 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 live in? Uh, are you on the East Coast? You're in Florida, right? Yeah, I live in Florida right now. Yeah. So, what do your uh, relatives or uh, parents or girlfriend think of this page? Uh, no girlfriend, um, but family thinks it's fantastic. They all love it. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> they all they hit me up. They ask me how everything's going. They laugh about the videos now. Um, yeah, everybody's been pretty supportive. Mom was obviously upset at first like when I went viral because you know I lost my job and all that but she sees me working at all this to keep this going and make this a thing um so I think she's she's come around to it now she finds it you know funny and just like everybody else would who hmm. should <laughs> so uh, are you still carrying on the page now that you're not working as a security guard like what are you going to do now are you just doing farts in your living room or something or farts in the car <laughs> Yeah, I'm still farting. I'm just doing it in the house right now. Um, you know, I got a security shirt. Just wear that, throw it on, do it. Um, Paul Fart on vacation is going to come soon, pretty soon here. Oh, once Paul. We get, once we get everything set up and mobile, yeah. I'm going to travel around to uh, noticeable landmarks and just let them rip. 
you know, post rights to page. So what, you're going to go to like Mount Rushmore and just fart at Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Or something Rush, like that? Mount Rushmore is the most requested one. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants me to go to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so we have to. <laughs> you got to go to the White House at least. Like do a White House tour or just ripping them. You know, presidential there fart. You know, that's, and what, that's what's idea. next after that? Maybe like PhD candidacy or maybe do a SoundCloud mixtape <laughs> with Ken Bone and that Twitter dog that barks at racists. Like what, 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 do, you, what do you have in mind? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been reached from multiple, like reached out to by multiple people to do multiple things. Um, and I mean, we're just gonna see where all this takes us. We're just, I'm, you know, I'm gonna accept every offer that I have to accept, you know, within reason, and just keep keep making content is number one. The people love it; they want to see it. It makes them happy. So that's number one is to keep the content. But as far as after all that, I mean, time will tell. We'll see how all this evolves in the future. I mean, you got to figure out how to capitalize on the viral fame. So when you say within reason, what if some, uh, like a porn producer asked you to make like a fart fetish video? Would you do that? I think uh, towards the end of all this, when all this just starts dying out and stuff like that, I think that maybe, you know, that could be something that we do in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Why not, right? If they're going to pay me to do it, I mean, you know, as long as I'm not still like in the spotlight and still like a big deal. Or if I ever make it to be a big deal, we'll see what happens. But so, you know, nothing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rule out anything right now. Have you been making like any merchandise? Or uh, I was thinking like personalized fart messages for people. Has anyone contacted you about that? <laughs> not the, not that. Um, I've got t-shirts going. Um, I've got other things in the works. Um, the real big one is the Paul Fart Whoopee Cushion. I the think Paul we're gonna we're gonna get that moving. I can see that working. You know what? Have you ever seen those <laughs> those keychains where where it's like it has fart sounds? You could probably do something like yeah, that. Fart boxes. Fart yeah. box. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I hope you ride this out. You know that that's that's the amazing thing. It's like yeah, you might have lost your job, but now you can start a whole career based on farts. Yeah, you know? and that's what we're trying to do with the you know we have the Patreon up, the GoFundMe, just trying to you know make a living off of farts right now which i think is fantastic i think that's admirable <laughs> i think it's admirable an admirable way to go so uh your gofundme yeah. is gofundme.com slash paul flart yeah correct and uh your instagram is just at paul flart right correct yes sir and so do you have a patreon or anything yeah patreon it's patreon.com slash paul flart yep are you doing like uh, rewards? Like you know, you know, Patreon. You get your rewards level. If someone donates five bucks, they get like a special fart or something. Yeah. So right now it's just set up as donate a buck or five. Uh, um, I'm working on figuring out the tiering situations, like what I could do for people who want to pledge more money. You know, hmm. but it's just trying to figure out all the logistics of that. So. Uh, hey, can I option one of your farts? <laughs> Maybe option a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just yeah. wanted the farts. One last question, and this is uh, actually sent in by a couple of our fans. Have you ever actually sharted while squeezing one out or had any kind of accident? No, not yet. Um, Paul Shart has not been born yet. So. Paul Shart. That's like the next level. Like You'll evolve to that. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, good luck to you. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm hoping you can become a big viral star, you know, and keep it going. All right? Yeah, it would be great. It'd All be right. Great. Well, thanks for being on the show, thanks man. For having me, guys. All right, take yeah, it easy. Man, thanks a lot. Yep. Take care, guys. So, Harrison, does it piss you off that uh, a guy can just tape himself farting 
and it goes insanely viral. Yet you've written books, you've done this podcast, Honestly, and no, no one gives a shit. No, I don't care about that. What pisses me off is that I have to talk to him about it. That's what pisses me <laughs> off. So, so wait, I'm there's no jealousy? Somehow, through some, some weird fucking Faustian claws to, to, to interview <laughs> Paul Flart. Hey, man, I actually, I hope Jesus the guy, Christ. I hope the guy becomes some kind of like, I don't know, like an actor or something and yeah. like uh, some comedy movies or whatever. And they're just like, where'd you get your start doing? It's like, oh, I made an Instagram page of my farts. Hey, man, could be worse. Look at, look at like Lil Xan, you know, I, I almost feel like this is uh, on the same level as uh, a lot of no. these trap musicians. I like Lil Xan. <laughs> at least Lil Xan is like, you know. He's got to at least learn fucking, uh, you know, Ableton Live or something, you know? Hey, this guy, I mean, uh, you know, this guy recorded his farts. He's got to learn com- comedic timing. Do you think uh, Lil Xan could You're auto- not going to be happy when I put out my Lil Orphan Zanny album, <laughs> are you? You are you, not going to be happy about that. Do you album. think Lil Xan could auto-tune his farts, put that out on uh, SoundCloud and people would buy it? People would be into it? Um, yes, although... I don't actually know how the economics of the music industry works anymore. So yeah, I don't know if people buy it. I don't know how things happen. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. People, this is episode 650 of Sick and Wrong. We have news coming up next. And uh, after that, we have some phone calls. Uh, before we get to our first story, though, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So first story we have here uh, is uh, from San Francisco, San Francisco area. Apparently a headless corpse was found in a fish tank in the home of a missing San Francisco man. Hmm. Yeah, headless corpse was in a fish the tank. Man, was it him? Well, they, they don't know yet. Okay. But I'm assuming it probably is. Yeah. Uh, Can they not do fingerprints or what? No, the body's oh. too decomposed. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So uh, Scott Free sensed something was wrong in June when he stopped seeing his neighbor, Brian Egg, walk the dog <laughs> and water the plants outside his home. Yeah, some of the surnames in the story are great. He grew suspicious when he saw two strangers who began answering Egg's door, and he called police to go check on uh, Egg's well-being. Hmm. The men told the officers that uh, the 65-year-old homeowner had gone on vacation. Hmm. So the officers are like, okay, that's cool, Mm. you know, and just left, Mm. which amazes me that police aren't a little bit more suspicious when it comes to this kind of thing. Mm. Isn't it odd? Like if you, if you're living, you know, in your house or in your apartment complex, Mm. you notice, you know, do you know your neighbor that well? No. I thought you had that one neighbor that you kind of hated. He left. Oh, he left. Uh, Fortin Bra, you're talking about. Fortin Bra. He was the guy who made my entire life a mockery of itself just by existing 
Yeah. Well, my neighbor, yeah. I'm actually kind of friends with my neighbors. So I would notice if two strangers uh-huh. just started living in the guy's house. Yeah. And if I called the cops and said, hey, this is really weird. Like it's, you know, we had two sketchy guys living in his house. You think somebody moved out and somebody just moved in? Because that happens to I me all the time. I would see that happening building. though. I mean, it'd be, it'd be. I wouldn't see it happening. Well, maybe it's because there's mm. only four units in this okay. place. You yeah. know, you have a, a whole apartment complex. Right. But anyway, I would expect the cops to like do a little bit more than just knocking on the door and be like, oh, mm. he went on vacation. Okay, well then carry on. Mm. You know, enjoy, uh, enjoy living here. They're not detectives, dude. They're just fucking beat cops. What are they going to do? You know? I, 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 yeah. I find it strange. So anyway, weeks later, the neighbors saw a private crime scene cleanup crew show up outside the home. Okay, now that's, how do you know that's what it is? You know? know he's, how do you a, know it's not just like topless made cleaning service or whatever? Maybe they're wearing hazmat suits or something. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. But so this time he called 911. <laughs> the police showed up with a cadaver dog. They kept they, putting on their sunglasses and going, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> they uh, mm. showed up with cadaver dogs and made mm. a gruesome discovery. Inside Egg's home mm. was a headless corpse just floating in a fish tank. Yeah. And uh, his now, actual... Does that mask the smell, I wonder? You think? Well, the one thing I wondered mm. is why the fish tank? Like, are the fish going to eat? Do they think the fish are going to eat the corpse? I mean, that is a thing that happens. How big's the fish tank? I think it probably to fit a whole them. corpse. It is San Francisco, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what? What do you have? Piranhas? Like, what kind of a, a goldfish? I think like, what it kind probably of fish takes are, a while to eat a bot. You know, for yeah, the, I'm just thinking of know. ways to get rid of a corpse. Mm. That's got to be one of the worst, right? I mean, yeah. you put it in a fish tank. It's going to take a year. I mean, yeah, you don't have to feed mm. the fish. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Right. But now you just have this like headless body just float like a torso. It might also kill the fish. What the do you mean that? The pH balance of a fish tank water might fuck it up. It's, it's got a smell. Yeah. I mean, fish tank smell. Turtle tank smell. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I should get a turtle. Egg anyway, remains yeah. are still missing. His mm-hmm. remains are missing. And police are trying to determine if the body is his. Uh, the San Francisco medical examiner said that uh, the body is in such an advanced state of decomposition, even the sex is not clear. Hmm. So I don't think they can read the fingerprints. Okay. What I wonder is, like, are, did they chomp off the head, chop off the limbs, and just shove the torso in there? Or if they just chomped off the head and shoved everything else in there? I'm hmm. not sure. They don't really go into it. Yeah. Sources said police have arrested Lance Silva, a man, a man in his late 30s here, on suspicion of fraud, theft from an elder, grand theft, and motor vehicle theft. So um, I'm not quite sure exactly what happened, but it sounds like this, uh, the man who died, 65-year-old homeowner here, um, he worked at a gay bar in the 80s in San Francisco, owned a building, lived in this building, and he lived a pretty frugal existence, like mm-hmm. humble means, didn't really travel that much. It sounds like he would meet these younger guys and let them live in his house, which is probably not a good idea to do in San Francisco. No. A lot of sketchy people walking yeah. around the streets there. Um, so far, no homicide charges have been filed in connection uh, w- with the body. Hmm. Uh, the neighbor said he's been close with uh, Egg for a long time, and he'd rented a unit in Egg's building for a short period, period nearly two, de- two decades ago. Hmm. He says that Egg was kind of a fringe character. He had no job, lived on the margins. He was eccentric. A vacation just seemed way out of the ordinary. Hmm. Um, apparently, he had, uh, he had worked at the bar The Stud in the 1980s. The Stud's actually kind of a famous San Francisco gay bar. I don't hmm. even know if it's still there. 
And uh, more recent years, he hadn't really had steady employment. Um, he said, "Egg often has drifters stay with him in his home." Right. So this kind of I've said, done that before. You have, you've had drifters stay in your like house. Like after a breakup, I get lonely sometimes, and like some weirdo will be like, "Hey, can I stay?" Here? You just walk out, find a homeless guy by the McDonald's trash can. Not like that. that. Not like to that degree, but like, it's come on in. Not that far off, you know. <laughs> Where do people you meet that these normally drifters? I wouldn't. People that normally most people wouldn't let stay with them, and that normally I wouldn't either. But you know, aren't you concerned about maybe being stabbed and robbed? Nah, your cat robbed. Eaten. Robbed is a concern. Yeah, like what if you pass out? You wake my... up and your shit's gone. Your and also gone. leaving the door open, the cat get out. That's a concern. You know, when's the last time you had a drifter at your house? Probably, probably not. Honestly, probably not since I was on meth. Well, see, um, now I can understand that count, with meth. Unless you count my ex-girlfriend who stayed with me for a week back in April. She's a I bit of a drifter. Rehab. She's kind of like a drifter. Yeah, she's yeah. a bit of a drifter. She, did, she was homeless technically at the time. So. so that might count. Yeah. By the way, have you seen this guy, Lance Silva? Picture of no, him? No, yeah. What does he look like? Yeah, he looks like this. You should put this up on the site. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So shady. That guy just looks so sketchy. Yeah. I mean, Although, it, it's not even the prison uniform. Like, he just, he's got the faux hawk going and he's got this look out, you know? No, that, I mean, look yeah. at that. Yeah. He yeah. has this, like, uh, yeah. criminal sloping like, forehead. I'm not with this guy, you know? <laughs> he's got this nefarious type of visage going yeah. on there. You know, looking at that guy. <laughs> a phrenologist might say he's got a criminally minded brow. <laughs> I gotta mm. say that guy looks yeah. a lot like the young dudes my brother meets. Uh, makes me wonder. It makes yeah. me concerned that mm. my brother might go the route. Luckily, he doesn't have a fish tank, but mm. my brother might go the route of this egg character because my brother's been, you know, working in the bars yeah. for a long time. He picks up these young guys, these young guys that come stay at his house. Most of them are homeless. Yeah, you, you, your brother is well overdue for a party monster situation. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. I mean, I brought this up with him. I'm like, mm. you know, you pick up these weird young guys. Mm. Young guys that uh, are all addicted to meth, mm -hmm. and you let them sleep in your house. What do you think is going to happen? Right. You know he doesn't He's, care though. Does doesn't he? seem to care. Yeah. Um, around the time Egg went missing, Free said two unidentified men started living at the home, coming and going, doing work outside. All right. What are they doing? Gardening. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gardening outside. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a headless corpse in the fish tank. Um, initially, police did that welfare check, and they were told that Egg was on vacation. After the welfare check, mm. the, man, the men began frantically cleaning around the property. Mm. Yeah, they're going out. God, I bet, the, I bet the fucking van said, like, we're a crime scene cleanup crew. Hire <laughs> us, you know? I bet it totally said that. <laughs> It probably did. Yeah. The men began bleaching the outside of the home, mm. painting the front door. They loaded up his car and then mm. just took off. Hmm. So yeah, they, they, as soon as the police came and, and started poking around, they just took off. Hmm. And so then uh, that's what prompted the guy to uh, eventually be like, you know what? I think we might need to do something about this. Hmm. He called the police. Yeah. His older brother said that uh, he had been concerned once his brother went missing, but said he couldn't discuss the particulars of the case. He said, I haven't heard from him. It's kind of weird. Usually mm. Brian uh, reaches out to me. I didn't think too much about it initially, but it's been a while. Mm. May, this makes me wonder. Like, it makes me think of my brother. Like, I'm concerned. Right. You know? You should be. If my brother gets a fish tank, I'm going up there. Right. And go up to San Francisco and put a stop to this. That, anyway. that It's not going to last long if he gets a fish tank. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I couldn't even imagine what kind of fish my brother would have. I don't even know. Mm. Anyway. I hope they like meth. 
Yeah, it's better than a gerbil cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have here for the second story? Well, um, the, the, seeing as the, the headline that you printed out for me is cut off, the headline just says, allegedly cut brake lines to make crack pipe. That is the headline, actually. Oh, that is the, the headline? Yeah, that is the headline from the story. <laughs> Go look it up. That's the headline. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's a, look at the Lehigh Valley Times. Man. Yeah. Ronan Farrow is really fucking on his guard down here. Jesus. Uh, the mother of five young children who was killed in a car crash earlier this month allegedly caused by her boyfriend cutting her brake lines to make a crack pipe had accused prison guards of sexually assaulting her when she was behind bars. Ooh. That's a complicated paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. A lot going on there. That's like, take a breath, dude. What the (laughs) fuck? Um, Tammy A. Fox, 38, of Scranton. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, which is like, ugh. It's not as fun and lighthearted as The Office would have you believe. It's a good name for a kid, though. Scranton. Scranton. <laughs> Scranton. Scranton. Get over here. Uh, she filed suit in federal court against Lackawanna County um, over allegations of sexual abuse and harassment during her incarceration over during several years, 2007, 2011, etc. Um, the... Uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General charged seven corrections officers following a grand jury investigation into decades-long allegations of institutional sexual assaults of female inmates. Wow. Yeah. You know, that it's, it's surprisingly... Well, it's not actually that surprising. But it's a very common thing. Yeah. A lot of uh, prison guards and female prisons. It's, mm. It must be really... I mean, I'm not saying it's... You know, uh, I'm not trying to blame the victim here, but it probably is pretty easy to get laid there. You have women who've been in prison for a long time. You're a cop. I'm sure like there are, I mean, I'm sure there's women that are sexually assaulted, but I'm sure there's women who actually would be into it too. Okay. And you got to probably, you probably have to be like, I can't touch anybody here. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a felony. It is a felony. Even yeah. if it's consensual, it's but still I mean, rape. I don't know. So yeah. wait, so it's, it would still be rape if it's, a, if a guard yep. has sex with Yes. Wow. Even if she was like, no, I was totally into it. It's rape. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Because they can't legally consent. But most of these guys that work in these jobs, like yeah. probably a lot of them haven't even graduated high school. They make they about $12 an hour. They make like 12 bucks an hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Fox was a key witness for the grand jury. Um, the, sim- the civil and criminal cases are proceeding despite her death. Court records filed by Pennsylvania State Police, meanwhile shed additional light on the crash in the alleged role played by her boyfriend, John W. Jenkins. John Jenkins. John Jenkins. Initially described in Fox's obituary as her soulmate, Jenkins is charged with homicide in her death in the August 22nd crash. I gotta say, one of the better mugshots I've seen. It is uh, the best mugshot I think I've ever seen. He looks like some kind of Batman villain. He really does. You know, I wonder if that is Batman villain. Oh man! It could be. Yeah, he does well, look like a villain out of a. Out of it's the all Batman, lit uh, like like a like a green German expressionist, you know, uh, tableau or something. <laughs> you know, it, it looks like something out of Blade Runner. It looks he, amazing, actually, and he's got this crazy hair. You know, but it's weird because it's like shaved on the side, but then just kind of like it's like an like undercut, but it's all on top. like 
like old school carrot top on the top. You're right. He he does look like someone something out of Repo Man or something. He does. Some kind yeah, of futuristic totally sci-fi thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, ba 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 ba. A witness to the roughly 10 a.m. crash described hearing Fox's black 2004 Hyundai Sonata accelerate prior to violently striking a tree, then two parked vehicles. Hmm. Yeah. Another witness reported the car going as fast as 60 miles per hour and seeing the brake lights flash, but the car not slow down. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Fox died of injuries in the crash. The brake fluid reservoir was empty, and troopers found two brake lines cut in the engine compartment, court records say. Underneath the vehicle, troopers reportedly found two brake lines cut and a third partially cut. Interesting. Yeah. And she's a key witness in a trial right now. Yeah. Against hmm. prison guards. Suspicious. You know, yeah. and they're not exactly geniuses, right? But uh, troopers interviewed Jenkins on August 27th at Luzerne County Prison. He'd been sent there that morning following his arraignment on terroristic threats, terroristic threats against his sister. That guy does look like the type of dude that would make terroristic threats against his sister. He does. You look at his face, he looks like the kind of guy that would do that. He does. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he also looks like the kind of guy that would just like set your car on fire. Because he, he looks at a little wrong. bit like hmm. Alex Winter. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. does. Yeah, yeah. Bill and Ted's. Yeah. Young Alex Winter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, Jenkins told troopers uh, that he smoked crack with the victim the night before the fatal crash and accessed the engine compartment of the victim's vehicle. Why? Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. Although for some reason they feel the need to interject... Fox is described in her obituary as a devoted member of the AA community and a deeply religious woman. Yet she smoked crack with John Jenkins the night before. The you know, relapse is a part of recovery. D. All right, all right. All right. But... Come on. Uh, state police interviewed Jenkins again uh, the next day, uh, this time at their station. Uh, the night before the crash, Jenkins claimed Fox was driving him crazy because she was looking for a pipe to smoke crack. Uh, from her car, he grabbed something under the hood, which he described as metal and a U-shape. He didn't know what it was, only that it was metal. Wow. Totally metal, bro. This guy's one of the best mechanics I've ever heard. Where, does, he, does he work at Jiffy Lube yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. I think he works at Pep Boys. Uh, he then described hacking away underneath the vehicle for anything that could be used to smoke crack because he didn't want her to go to the store and buy a pipe. Why would you first assume you go, that, that something part of the mechanics of your car could be used for that? Why would you go to like your garage and just find or uh, like get a pen or something? Can't you just make a crack pipe out of anything? Almost? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or a, a can. Light bulbs. Yeah, can, light you know. bulb. People yeah, yeah, use yeah. light bulbs. Yeah. Like, I, and I why think, do you want to go to the store? Like, what's the big deal? Just go to the store. Yeah, go to the store and buy a stem. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like a, not that big of a deal. Yeah. Chore boy. Yeah, you know, love roses. Just fucking <laughs> do it up. You know? Yeah, it's not, it's not that yeah. you go to Seven Eleven and yeah. find something you can smoke crack. You get out all of. that shit. I mean, the, the going and cutting someone's brake lines to me this sounds suspicious. I wonder if he was hired to do this. See, I don't know about that. That's just wondering. I mean, it's the yeah. it's the Columbo in me because it's not like he tried to hide it. He's just like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Just, and it's, it's like they still charged him with fucking murder. 
I mean, you could you MacGyver know. almost anything to smoke crack out of. I'm just thinking. Yeah. I just think it's weird that it's like I'm going to climb out of the car and hack through yeah. the brake, you know, the the brake lines and just make a pipe out of this. Well, the thing I don't understand here is okay. Well, let me finish anyway. this here. Uh, Jenkins remarked that he killed the victim and to arrest him now, adding that it had to be him and couldn't have been anyone else. Hmm. Yeah, remorse. So yeah. yeah, like I don't, I don't think he was fucking hired to do this. Um, <laughs> plus, what, prison guards, you know, what are they going to? put together a hundred bucks to give this guy yeah actually and, and you think about it it's like if i'm gonna hire an tickets. assassin that's probably the last guy I'm gonna yeah hire. yeah <laughs> the guy making terroristic threats to his sister yeah although he looks he cuts a dashing figure in this mugshot i must he say. certainly does yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like he could be out of like sin city or yeah something. he really yeah. could <laughs> um <clears throat> you just turned 40 just turned 40 just huh? turned 40 mm-hmm. yeah um so it, later in the interview, Jenkins told police when he cut the lines, he saw how small the hole was and thought that the victim won't be able to smoke through that. So With whatever that. metal rod he pulled out of the fucking brake lines or whatever, he's like, hmm, is this even big enough to smoke crack out of? I'll file this okay. observation yeah. away for later when the police interview me about it. But meanwhile, she just had no brakes on her Hyundai no Sonata yeah. anymore. Although the thing that's weird is that if they were smoking crack together and she was driving him nuts to look for a pipe, presumably she was probably aware that he fucking ripped into her car. You know? Maybe she, she forgot, She probably just though. forgot. Yeah, she probably but, forgot. I don't know. doesn't seem like this should be a murder charge, maybe a manslaughter, you know? Yeah, involuntary homicide Seems or something. a little something. ambitious on the DA's mm-hmm. fucking case here, but... Uh, Jenkins is being held at the Lackawanna County Prison without the possibility of bail. He turns 40 on Saturday. All right. Of Fox's... Or today. Huh? Uh, of Fox's death, Christopher Caputo, the attorney for Walsh, whoever the fuck that is, said, it's tragic. She had five children. We feel bad for the family and her children. Thank you. You know, I sound like a dick here, mm. but I think the kids are probably going to have a better life. They're probably going to go. In, I mean, they're going to go into foster care, yeah. but I mean, if they're young enough, they'll probably get adopted by maybe a decent family that mm. doesn't smoke crack out of parts, you know, used car parts. Right. So, and and was uh, Jenkins the father, or did they ever say he was the father of these kids? Or Don't know. Who knows? Mm. I think the kid. You know, if I was one of these kids, I'd be like, I'll take the gamble for a better life yeah, here in yeah, foster yeah. care. Go in the system. I don't know, man. Scranton, uh, like a Scranton orphanage. It's probably it's better be than like, like a Cleveland orphanage. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. You ever been there like, well, Scranton's kind of like king of Prussia, Pennsylvania. That's another, that's just like. I don't think I've ever been The there. only industry is crack. That's it. <laughs> you know? So. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, people send your stories, stick around podcast at uh, gmail.com. Uh, we have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, before we get to our first call, though, here's a word from Adam and Eve. What do you do when you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving and you got a raging boner that won't go away and you're considering fucking your grandmother? You go to Adam and Eve, of course. You buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, build a pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just fuck her. So, 
go to adamandeve.com and type in the code diddle. That's what grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. Bye. So we have a few phone calls to get to. Sigron uh, hotline is 323-522-4032. Make sure you call it, but keep that call under three minutes. Yeah, you fuckers. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was funny after uh, we were doing that live show. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few people uh, called up and, uh, you know, a few people called in or got up on stage. It was like, you know, told their stories. Afterwards, after we did the live show, we're hanging out, and I'm talking to that one dude from Glasgow. I think his name's Tony. Big yeah, guy. Yeah. Zangief. And, uh, yeah. yeah, he kind of looks like Zangief from yeah. uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. And I was talking to him, and he tells me one of the most horrifying, like horrific stories I've heard in a long time. And I'm yeah. like, dude, why didn't you get up on stage and tell this story? Right, yeah. Yeah, involving like venereal disease and Russian prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're listening, dude, you should call in. And tell this story. Yeah, because it was brilliant. Yeah. I actually relayed the story to Harrison. He almost threw up. So like, disgusting. The next day. Yeah, yeah, it was vile. Yeah. Anyway, first call we have here is from a, a Scottish guy who apparently couldn't get into the show. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what happened here. Well, he was doing it wrong then because whatever. Hi, guys. This is Kieran. I've been listening for a long time but never called in before. It's currently 6.51 Scottish time, and, uh, well, you guys are pretty close to me right now, but I can't quite get to you because your goddamn show sold out as such. First of all, we didn't sell anything. There were no tickets Yeah, sold. there were no tickets, so how yeah. did it sell out? Is it because, did you announce, like, oh, we filled our 70 yeah. RSVPs or something? No, I mean, oh. I, well, no, that, that guy actually showed up at the venue. Oh. And they wouldn't let him in. So... Makes me wonder, like, Who if a show let him in. There's no one out the, at the door. But There's if no a show one. started, do they yeah. just block it? No, because who blocks it? There's nobody there. Yeah, that's what I'm not. You just walk down. Do you think into he stuff. was at the right venue? I could just walk down into into people's shows and start throwing chairs around. Those I think he was at me. a different venue. <laughs> I think he's at a different venue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're at the the Banshee Maze. The different place. I rocked up at five forty and couldn't get a token. Couldn't believe it, man. Five forty. What time did the show there start? There was a whole different show going on at five forty. Actually, you're right because yeah. our show wasn't until what six twenty, and they and they give us ten minutes to prep before the fucking show. The other show ended at six ten. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I but, remember. But even at, if there wasn't another show, they let you down. They don't care, you know. Or I mean, there were a bunch of people yeah. milling yeah. about, yeah. Um, and that's yeah. why I don't understand how he was denied yeah. entry mm. into the Banshee. Believe it. Pure gutted right now. <laughs> So, if you're ever coming back to Scotland again, maybe you could get a venue with enough space or where we could pre-book or something, but... There were like 20 seats open, you know? I, I think out of the... It was like 60 cap, and we probably yeah. had like maybe 50, 40, 45, 50 people yeah, there. Yeah. So, there were open seats. There were open seats, yeah. yeah. I suppose I can't really blame you. You're a good one, didn't you? But uh, I blame myself, actually, because I still haven't signed up to your Patreon. You should. So, maybe this is karma. That's know. why... That's why you get denied. You didn't sign up for Patreon. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> there's some such punishing me. Karma. Uh, for my Scottish tightness, you know. 
Actually, to be honest, I remember at one point Harrison was just like, how many people here on Patreon? And he's like, one person's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all those people, I think yeah. there's one guy yeah. that was on Patreon. Yeah. I did see you both. Actually, I walked past you, D, right after being told I couldn't get in at the bar. Um, I don't know if you noticed this air of depression and dejection past you. but Who whatever. told him? Yeah. Like, there was no bouncer. No, there's no bouncer. You could just walk right into there. Yeah, I, I don't, be, I don't know. The entire night, nobody, you know. I think this guy was yeah. at another venue. Mm. And I think he saw another short, tattooed, Jewish-looking guy that yeah. he thinks was me. Because I, I don't see this. Anyone could walk in yeah. to this venue. Charles this, Manson could walk into this venue yeah. and no one would stop him. This sounds like a Mandela effect thing. Maybe. Yeah, that's I what know. I think, too. Pretty busy. Surrounded by people who love you just like you are right now, whilst I'm out here in the cold. Raining slightly, by the way. <laughs> and uh, Harrison, uh, actually, I got back to my car and I realized the car park had a, a fence which looked out onto the front of the, the Banshee venue that you guys were at. Harrison, you were standing outside, I think. Looked like you, anyway, from what I've seen. I was standing outside at some point. That story checks out. And, uh, you know, I stood and stared at you for, must have been a fool, <laughs> you know. What did he say? <laughs> I don't know, but this is such a melancholic story. Oh my God, it's yeah. like. <laughs> It's like I'm standing in the rain. It wasn't even raining. What is it's it? like I drove three hours mm. to see you, and yeah. now I'm just sitting. It's I like stood, a Smith I just stood song outside or something. holding out my boombox. Yeah. Okay, know. Morrissey. And, it was only 20 or 30 seconds, but it was pretty intense. I thought about shouting your name and trying to reach out through the bars to see if you'd come over and, you know, we could touch fingertips and maybe you could slip me in or something. I don't know. But, hey, uh, I hope the show goes great, and I tell you, what the fuck is he talking about? I have no idea. The one last thing, when I listen to it, if I hear some arsehole from the audience say like, oh, we've never heard, heard of you before, we've never listened, we were just passing by and thought we'd come in and check out, I'm going to go fucking ballistic, man. <laughs> but yeah, have a great one. Catch you later. Well, you time know, to go ballistic, because there were, you know, there were at least 10 open seats. Yeah, but I don't think there are that many people that just showed up out of the blue. I think everybody w came specifically for that right, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah, and we had people Can that you traveled like we'd four have to hours. Fly the streets. You know? Oh my god! Well, did you say uh, Tara yeah, yeah. Hung Young Terrace was yeah. actually out giving flyers? Yeah. Fuck that, dude! I wasn't going to do that. I wouldn't yeah. even gone out there if we didn't already have an audience. Yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't going to show up. No, I can't do that. Can't so this guy that. calls in with a part two. Okay. Hi, this is Kieran from Scotland again. I called up just a minute ago about uh, not getting into the show at the Banshee. Anyway, I emailed prior to the show when you were asking for people to share their stories. I emailed in and said, look, I'm not a great storyteller, something along those lines, but if nobody else comes forward, I'll share a story. And I did actually think of a very, very good story. I used to work in a strip club in Scotland, well, a chain of strip clubs. Ooh, could you imagine a Scottish strip club? I'm sure it's fine. Come on. You, you know, they have a, there's a Hooters-style restaurant that's a chain here called the Tilted Kilt. In you ever heard Scotland? of that? No, in oh. San Diego. Oof. Yeah, my girlfriend was going to work there because she had mm. red hair. Yeah. So, but because it's called what? The tilt, she had red hair. Oh, so okay, it's like yeah. she was going to get work there. And then, I don't know, last minute she's like backed out of it because her parents would probably be upset or something. But the Tilted Kilt. I wonder if that's the name of the strip club he worked at. Huh. There's got to be at least two hot Scottish girls that right. work at that. Yeah. And I remembered an amazing thing that uh, happened once, which involved a midget, an arsehole, and a, a lab seat, okay, but... I'm and a what? And a what? A lab seat? A lab seat. Not sure what that is. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you because I'm not at the second show of years, am I? 
but maybe if you empathize with me or something. You know what? You pissing me off, buddy. <laughs> you know? I like how he's trying that to extort us. I will not abide. Actually, there's a lot of things I want to abide, but that's one of them. He's trying to extort us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can... And I feel like you guys do feel for me and have pity towards me as I I just drove over the fourth bridge there on my way home back to Dundee. I was on the halfway, by the way. It cost me at least, I don't know, 15 quid in fuel to come through. So if I feel some sort of sympathy, maybe I'll call back my story. I don't know. That's just Jesus easy to Anyway, keep it sick, keep it wrong. See you later, guys. I feel sympathy. You think he's just, 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 just a sad luck bastard that for some reason he gets thrown out of a bar that lets anyone in? I feel sympathy. Sorry, sir, you can't come in here for no reason. I feel sympathy for his special education (laughs) teachers that actually had to teach him how to like tie his shoes and you know read simple books. Oh yeah, because dude, anybody could walk into that bar. There was Mm. no bouncer. You did Mm -hmm. not have to show an ID. You could walk in there anytime you wanted. I mean, the one Mm. thing is that maybe if the show had started already, Mm -hmm. they weren't letting other people in because the doors Mm. closed. Like, I don't know if it, if a show is in progress, they'd allow you in, would they? Um, so maybe maybe that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, they would allow you in, even when a show's There's going. No one to stop you from going in. No, literally, no one. I want to know unless, who unless told the only person that would be there to stop people from going into a show that was already in progress is if we fucking designated or hired someone to stand at the fucking foot of that staircase and stop people because i don't think that bar had any security they don't they didn't they had a couple bartenders that were working but that was about it and we even befriended the guy that was kind of a bartender there yeah he was drunk yeah i couldn't imagine that guy yeah you know halting people's you Mm. know passage into the bar yeah i I, i'm not sure Mm. i think yeah i think the guy's crash helmet was tied on too Mm. tight (laughs) or something and he just didn't know where he was going so Maybe or you're at a completely different venue. Mm. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So he, he was probably trying to like ended up somehow trying to get in to see the crash test dummies and yeah. just got turned away. You know. Although I still think you should call in and tell us your strip club story because I want to hear more about Scottish strip clubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't be a cock tease with your fucking stories, pal. <laughs> you know, you could stuff your stories in a sack if that's the way you're gonna be. Uh, sorry, you couldn't get in though. But yeah, that I'm sucks, really man. perplexed. It sounds like- it sounds like you really wanted to fucking go, and honestly, it was a fucking blast. It so was. You a, yeah, gone. You, you, I don't know. Yeah, some fear of missing you. out here, some yeah. FOMO going on because you did miss out. It was a good time. Yeah, but I'm really perplexed as to why you couldn't get in. Mm. Uh, next call we have here is from Jamie, who I met. I met this guy in London, really cool guy. Mm. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he called in with a story here. Yo, what's up, sick and wrong? This is Jamie here, calling from London. D, awesome to meet you in the pub uh, last Friday, uh, I think it was. Uh, and the missus, and the fine bunch of. Who's that celebrity chef in England that like is like God or something? Jamie something? Is that the guy? Is that the guy from? Uh, he did like Hell Kitchen or whatever. No, that's Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, yeah. yeah. Um, he he's like he's like the new uh, not Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, Jimmy Savile, Fallon. Jamie Oliver. Wait, are like, you thinking, wait, that's not a. Oh no, I'm thinking John yeah. Oliver. He's like he's like a celebrity chef, but it's like they're like, oh, we love you. Here's a hospital run. Here's like all this amazing stuff that you have. He's no a business. chef. I know. For some reason, the UK like to do this with celebrities. Like, oh yeah, why don't you? Uh, you know, 
You know, uh, I was reading about, you mentioned Jimmy Fallon. I was thinking about this the other day. You know how, like, they always have stories like, celebrities give back, like T.I., you know, the rapper T.I. He, like, he saved uh, Scott Staff's life. T.I. did? Yeah. I didn't know that. He did. But he also, <laughs> That's like. That's how he gave back. Well, I also read that he, like, some orphanage, you bought him, like, free food for a year or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, you know, Angelina Jolie, like, goes and adopts a bunch of kids from uh, Africa, whatever. Mm. Jimmy Fallon was in a restaurant in the Hamptons, some fucking crazy expensive restaurant with his wife. He sits down next to some other really rich people. And uh, because of the really rich people who, like, own some restaurant in Manhattan or whatever, didn't bother him while he was there for his wife's birthday, he picked up the tab, the $1,100 tab. Who was this? Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon was his wife. They're having a meal. They sit, got sat right next to you. You know how, like, their tables are right next to somebody? Mm. Two feet away, this other couple who noticed who he was mm. but didn't say anything, didn't bother his dinner. Mm. Because he didn't disturb his dinner... He bought these other rich people. He took up, picked up their tab, $1,100 meal. Mm. And so these people are like, Jimmy Fallon's such a great charitable guy. It's like, oh, why? Because he bought a fucking meal for another rich person who could afford it? Yeah. Fuck Jimmy Fallon, dude. Well, I mean, he's also apparently a crazy drunk. Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, God. remember when he kept, like, coming, he kept having a show and he'd have crazy injuries? Yeah, like, he kept injuring broken. himself, yeah. He just, like, goes out and gets fucking plastered. To I, I hate his show. He's terrible. I man. hate his show. It's just, like, the... just lowest common denominator fucking it's one it's bullshit. one step up from leno barely yeah barely it's one step up from paul flart you know all right <laughs> he, he should have a talk show managed to gather yeah fucking good time man um harrison obviously gutted you couldn't make it apparently you were stuck up in glasgow presumably i wasn't i was in fucking <laughs> london you asshole you know whatever i don't know what d fucking Tales he spun. I you. can't remember either, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I know uh, a yeah. lot of them involved like genital warts yeah. and uh, moonshine or something. I forget. Oh, uh, he got his dick caught in a beehive <laughs> or something, you know. Sticking bagpipes up your ass and doing oh, yeah. cock and ball torture with broken <laughs> bottles of Buckfast. Okay, um, okay. now you, you know how. Uh, reason I'm calling is about the sick and wrong song of the week that Harrison picked a couple of weeks ago, a tune called Rape by a band called The Rippers. First of all, that song is too catchy to have stuck in your head all the time. You know, <laughs> it's a good song. Second of all, though, it, it rang a bell, and I was like, oh. "I have, a, I do have a, a collection of songs that are um, upbeat songs about dark fucking shit." You know, <laughs> well, that's a very pop, like a poppy song. Yeah, it's very yeah. upbeat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so I looked into it, and it was written by this guy called Jonathan King, who in Britain is moderately famous for being a rapist, uh, a paedophile rapist specifically. Jesus. Did you know this? No. Yeah, he was telling me about this when yeah. we were at the pub. A child molester who got busted, I think, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, music uh, industry guy, uh, intimately connected with the band Genesis, read into that what you want. Uh, but yeah, he, if, you, if you're wondering why his uh, hymn about rape is just so damn catchy. I guess it's because he really believed that shit. So I guess... Uh, <laughs> He's writing from the heart. <laughs> I wonder if that's what nursery crime is about. Is that another... It's a Genesis album. Oh, it's a Gen oh, Genesis like album. Early Genesis. You know, I never liked Genesis. I don't, I don't really either like them. I've always hated yeah. Phil Collins. Yeah. Gabriel, Pierre Gabriel. Mm. All right, whatever. He's, he's not I bad, mean, but... Early Genesis... It's like, I like it in theory. 
Well, isn't it like also kind of prog it's rock? Like, yeah, it's it's in, super in proggy. Sense, it's yeah. like way you know nuts. Like the Lamb Wise down on Broadway. Actually, yeah. I do kind of like that record, but um, uh, yeah, it's real fruity. Never got into it, but it's like it's like I like it in theory. I just don't actually want to. Although listen to it I gotta say, Phil Collins. Mm. If someone's like, oh, you know, he's a pedophile. I'm yeah. looking at that guy. I yeah. would think he looks like a pederast. Yeah, he's got you know he's short. He's kind of yeah. squirrely looking. He's got that hair. It's like yeah. a pederast hairstyle. He writes some great songs, man. You know what? what a, Sue Studio. Against All Odds. It's a great fucking song. I don't know that you one. You know, in the... You don't know Against All How, Odds? What's the chorus? How can you just talk away from me? Oh, and, yeah, you know, yeah. It's I Against All Odds. You know? What's that one? This is the world we live in. I don't know that one. You know, it's, it yeah, had I mean, those in, puppets in, in, in it. In the fucking air tonight. You know, he's got a lot of oh, great in songs. In the air tonight's terrible. No. It's a good song. Oh God! It's it's like it's that like, song. I bet you is about pedophilia. See, I, don't know, I don't know how you like Prince and not Phil Collins. Why like Prince is a, a million times better than Phil Collins? You know they write, they both Phil write, Collins has they both written, have a, a knack for writing. Um, you know, catchy. Phil Collins has written pop one song as decent as Controversy. I don't even know what Controversy it's a is. Damn good song. Yeah. No, no, man. I don't know. You're crazy, man. You're nuts. Peter Gabriel's better than Phil Collins. No, well, here's the thing. Peter Gabriel was better when he fronted Genesis. Okay, uh, when Peter. Ga- I think Peter Gabriel's solo is better than Phil no. Collins' solo. I no. just hate Phil Collins. No. no, I don't think Peter Peter no. Gabriel looks like a pederast as much as Phil Collins. Peter Gabriel's but solo shit, I don't really care for it to be honest. All of it, I kind of don't mm. care for. Mm. But if I had to choose, if I was like, you're stuck in an elevator and the music playing is either Sue Studio or. Um, you in your eyes, Sue I would Studio. rather have in your eyes. You're like the guy that's like, oh, I don't really like the, I don't know, I listen to Changes Bowie, and I, I guess I'm not a big Bowie fan. Dude, he that's lost all like. artistic credibility when he put out Suicidio. That's a terrible song. <clears throat> I, look, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't really yeah, like what the is song it? that much. I think it's like some kind of call, for, call to arms artistic, for pedos. I thought he lost all artistic credibility when he covered You Can't Hurry Love. Because that was just fucking the most unnecessary thing yeah. I've ever heard of. God. You know, why, why would you even do that? But fair, you know, in yeah. all honesty, I don't know Genesis that well. It's mm. what I've heard, I don't mm. like. Yeah. But if someone was like, you know, it's a cabal of pedophilia, that whole group, I'd be mm. like, you know, I'm with you. I believe that. No, I would believe that. Yeah. I mean, the album's called Nursery Crime, you know? So <laughs> there you go. Thank you for spreading the ideology of a genuine pedophile rapist. I'd expect no less. Uh, another day in <laughs> that paradise. That was Harrison that did that. <laughs> yeah, another day in paradise. Is that song. like uh, Phil Collins, a bunch of Viagra in a nursery? <laughs> in a daycare? Well, well, uh, yeah, she, now that we're in the UK and we don't have the fucking, you know, there's no libel, you know, we can just say whatever we want. Yep. Let's just throw out pedophilia well, that's what I'm saying. I bet you he's like another day yeah. in paradise because you're in a way, fucking kindergarten with a bunch of Viagra. I meant to make a recrimination, retraction. The, the, apparently the dad from Alf, Alf was not a pedophile. Oh, yeah, you mentioned yeah. that. He yeah. just uh, smoked crack and, and was gay, which in the early 90s was a crime. Eh, so, it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so Who no, hasn't smoked crack he, and been gay? Look, I, you know, I've done it. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Just wrong time, wrong place. Or yeah. wrong time, rather. A big love, guys. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, keep up the good work. Torah. Did you okay. say Torah? Hurrah? Oh, I thought you said Torah. Torah. 
Like Torah, okay. Tova. Torah. Yeah. All right. Tova, H to the Izzo. The Old Testament. Uh-huh. First five books of the Bible. Yeah. Well, that, that guy was cool, actually. We had a good conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool hanging out with him. You know, all the, all the London fans that came out that, that, that night were actually a good time. It was, right. a, it was a good time had by all. At one point, we went, we left the world's end. And, you know, uh, Amanda, my girlfriend, totally blacked out, doesn't remember any of this, went to some other bar. And, like, I had to piss so bad. Had no idea. I couldn't even, like, see. I just walked into a bathroom. And the bartender comes out and was just like, no, mate, you got to come out. And I'm like, I got to piss, man. He was just like, women's bathroom. It's like, all right. And I walked right back in it again. And then he's like, yeah. no, you got to come out. And so I ended up, like, going into the male bathroom and then peeing. And then we get up, we get up to the bar and I'm like... And the guy still served me after this. Why would you? Why were you continuously going on to the ladies, the I, women's? Room? I couldn't tell. I was so drunk I couldn't even tell. Oh. Like I couldn't even read the symbol to mm-hmm. tell if it was a men's bathroom or a women's bathroom. Yeah, yeah. They got me wasted that night. She's an easy lover. She didn't believe it. Is that another Phil Collins yeah, yeah. song about raping a child? <laughs> yes. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another tune about pederasty by Phil Collins. Please leave me out of the lawsuit. I don't want to be a plaintiff in this lawsuit. Thank I mean, the you. guy looks like such a pederast. He really does. He looks like he drives an ice cream truck and he just brings kids on in the back and who knows what he does to it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, last call we have here is from a, a, a roofie boyfriend. Okay. Hello, Dave. What up, Addison? This is Chris calling out from Hawaii. I was listening to your thing last week about that girl going to Vegas and worried about getting roofie. Remind me of something that uh, I heard a guy when I was living in Thailand say. He said that he was fed up with his girlfriend and what he used to do is he used to sit in front of the couch, sit in front of the TV on the couch with her. He would roofie her and then he wouldn't do anything with her. When she passed out, he would just go out, fuck chicks have a good time, then he'd come home in the morning and just lie down on the couch next to her and they'd wake up together. He did that for fucking months. Anyway, I thought that was sick and wrong. Uh, yeah, keep sick, keep wrong. See I love how, I'm going to make air quotes here, some guy in told Thailand. him this story. Some guy in Thailand told yeah. him the story. Air quotes. You know what's funny? It's like this guy's using roofies as a marital aid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because it's like... <clears throat> Yeah, it seems like in that you could probably just go get some Benadryl and achieve the same effect. Just put your you know? wife to sleep. Yeah, put her to sleep. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess Benadryl would probably work. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I just think it's funny that he's using <laughs> he's using roofies for this purpose. Mm. It's like my wife is so annoying. I just want to put her to sleep. You know, the ma- I guess marriage. that makes sense I that mean, you can that's... watch whatever TV shows you want. But, uh, dude, I mean. I honestly think if you have to do that, maybe you should reevaluate the relationship. Okay. You know, there's something going on here. Mm. Pretty strange. Anyway, thanks for sharing. She's and, an easy uh, lover. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Mm. And uh, I'd like to hear more stories from your friend in Thailand. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quotes. Uh, we got an email here. One email is Instagram This came in from Alex. He goes, hey, weirdos. Just so you know, Luther Blissett, pronounced Blissett, mm-hmm. Uh, this is from when we did that QAnon show a few weeks ago. Right. Was a UK soccer player who played for Watford in England. Mm. He was transferred to AC Milan where he was not particularly successful. The anarchists in Italy took his name as a generic identity. 
The real Luther is a proper legend, should be respected. You should not mispronounce his name. Fuck you, Alex. How are we supposed to pronounce it? I wasn't even paying attention. Luther Blissit. Blissit. Oh, go fuck yourself. Blissit. You know? (laughs) How are we supposed to know that? Yeah. You know? Somebody corrected me recently because I said Pierrot. You know, the clown, the famous clown. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, is it, how are you supposed it's to say like, it? Oh, you're supposed to say like, Pierre, or like something like, and I'm like, get out of my house. That, you know? That's one thing, you know, uh, I noticed this about Paris last, yeah. time I was in, last time I was in Paris a long time ago. My father mm-hmm. hated Paris. My father mm-hmm. thought they were all anti-Semites. Okay. He's like, oh, he, well, my, my dad had like some issues with Paris dating back to World War II. He's sure. like, you know, they just gave up their Jews. They didn't fight the Nazis. They're all anti-Semitic. And then uh, when I was there, when I was 20, I mean, we just kind of like did a lot of drugs and I didn't really get to experience the city. When I was there this time, I actually thought the Parisians were kind of cool. Right. I think it's kind of a cool city. I I could totally live in Paris. However, however, I didn't even try Mm. to pronounce anything in the Parisian way, like in the French way, because I can't. I don't even know how you learn to pronounce pronounce things that just, way. That, as long as you make a slight effort to, to just say some French words, to ask them if they speak English in French, they're fine. That's it. I, I can understand that, in like parler vous anglais or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when we were trying to get back to our hotel, like yeah. we caught a cab, uh, my girlfriend's all like, it's uh, Boulevard Richemberg, and like whatever, trying to do it. And I was like, you know what? I just have a screenshot on my phone. I'm like, it's we're going here. I'm not even going to try to fucking butcher the name of the street because right. I can't say it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, cut us some slack, people. If we mm. can't fucking pronounce your French name, yeah. sorry. Yeah. You know, we're making our best, uh, our, our, our best try here. <laughs> At least we're trying. Yeah. Um, speaking of trying, best way to support the show is Patreon. We need your help. Yeah. <laughs> Got our Patreon just went down going down since we started doing the oh, show. since we started doing the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I noticed at the beginning of every month, it's like when they mm. actually charge. Everyone's like decline, mm. decline, mm. and it's like yeah, it's like it's just we're 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 growing negatively. Mm. So I don't even know if it's growing, but yeah, mm. we do need your help because uh, Patreon allows us to uh, to do extra shit for the show. Mm-hmm. You know, buy extra merchandise to do this. Uh, you know, to oh, record yeah. the show to allow us to go to mm. Europe. Uh, Patreon.com slash sick and wrong every week. We do 30 to 40 minutes of bonus content. We do an extra story. We do extra phone calls. Only coming out on Patreon. Harrison mm-hmm. actually puts out a Patreon-exclusive video every week. Yeah. So we're, we're producing all this content for you guys. So we'd appreciate if you just show up and uh, you know sign up for Patreon. Mm-hmm. And uh, help support the show. It is the best way to support yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate it. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I was gutted to find out that uh, Jill Janis, who is a uh, lead singer, or former lead singer of the rock band, uh, metal band Huntress, died by uh, suicide on August 14th. Hmm. It's, it always sucks when you, when you, you hear about like, you know, a famous musician or someone you admire dies of suicide. It just kind of sucks. Not to mention, I actually knew her personally because she was really good friends with uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine. But... If you ever seen the band Huntress, she's beautiful, number one. Number two, she was like uh, the topless DJ for a long time before she like started uh, doing a lead singer of Huntress. What do you mean the topless DJ? That, it was a thing. And like, I don't know if you ever oh. saw in the early aughts, like she would DJ all around town. There was only one? She was the topless oh, DJ, okay. just okay. blonde girl with big, huge tits oh. that would just like 
DJ Topless, like right. at the Playboy Mansion all mm-hmm. over the city. And then, meanwhile, she was actually in the band Huntress, and then she started doing, uh, Huntress kind of took off, and then she stopped the DJ thing. But they're a great, like, power metal band. And, uh, yeah, and they were just, they were awesome. I've seen them live, like, a number of times. I hung out there a number of times. She was only 43 years old, and uh, apparently long-time sufferer of mental illness and addiction issues. Uh, took her own life outside of uh, Portland on August 14th, so... And the crazy thing about it too, she was diagnosed with cancer like in 2015, mm. beat the cancer, came back and was doing shows with uh, this band called the Starbreakers, which is kind of like a, an ensemble of like famous girls in rock, Alice Cooper's guitarist and her, mm. and then also uh, starting up Huntress again and then all of a sudden commit suicide. So it kind of sucks. You're the only one who really knew me at all. God, is that another Phil Collins song? Yeah. Take a look at me now. It's Yeah. It's that's also against about pederasty. That's what against the odds is. Oh, that's that's from that song. Against the odds, yeah. Yeah. Well, this this song is ten times better than any Phil Collins song that's ever been made. Off with her head by Huntress. Rest in peace, Jill Janice. She'll be missed. Uh, people will be back next week with episode uh, six fifty one. Till then, take it easy.
He sickens me. <laughs> uh, he's a paedophile, that's why. <laughs>